it was just something I enjoyed so much. I dreamt about it afterwards and I wanted to be able to do it every chance I got. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings. Drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a fire truck driver. I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? My name is Blake Fletcher, and this is the Half Hour Intern Podcast, where we explore the interesting paths people take in life. In today's episode, I speak with Mike Sieper about zip lining. So if you have never done zip lining before, I just recently did it for the first time in uh, the Fremont Street area of Las Vegas, and it was absolutely awesome. So first of all, if you're ever in that sort of like old town, Fremont Street area of Vegas, I highly recommend that. And listening to Mike just gush about zip lining, you will think that you need to go zip lining, period, anywhere you can. Um, and it just sounds absolutely awesome. I really want to go again now after talking to Mike. But more importantly in this episode is Mike is, Mike is an awesome and inspirational guy because he fell in love with zip lining, like had no idea that he was going to fall in love with it. It just went on a whim one day. Loved it so much that he decided to not just have a hobby of zip lining, but that he was going to like surround his life with zip lining and and make it his career. So he took this thing that he liked so much and went out on uh, a limb and decided like I have to make my life all about this. And I think that that's absolutely awesome. I think it's something that a lot of us think about with hobbies that we enjoy from time to time. So here is a great story of someone actually doing that. So without further ado, here is zip lining. Mike, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Blake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think a good place to start would be for you to talk to us about your first ziplining experience. It's not every day that you meet someone who has has like devoted their life, so to speak, to ziplining. So I would imagine that you have quite a love story for like what happened between you and ziplining. So what, what, what was the first time you ever went ziplining? How old were you? Tell us all about it. I was really fortunate. So I had a chance to zip line when it was still a really new industry. So I went to school at the University of Hawaii. And after I graduated, was always looking for fun stuff to do outdoors. And Hawaii, there's a million different things that you can get outside to do. But I came across zip lining in Maui and just had to do it. So once I went up to, it was on the side of Haleakala, an inactive volcano in Maui, and had a chance to zip line through the forest. And it was anything unlike uh, what I had done before. So it was like you're flying through the air, you're suspended by steel cables, and it was just something I enjoyed so much. I dreamt about it afterwards, and I wanted to be able to do it every chance I got. So I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford to do this as much as I want to, and I want to be able to share this activity with others. And being from Missouri, there's not a lot of outdoor activities to do, so I wanted to bring it back to where I was originally from once I graduated. And so zip lining was it. There are beautiful rolling hills in Missouri, but not a lot of opportunities for people to get out and enjoy it. So zip lining was the perfect chance to get friends and families together and get them to have an adventure in the woods that's not very strenuous. So not a lot of activity, uh, but just a great opportunity to enjoy the outdoors. So, okay, first of all, how many times did you do this in Hawaii before you then made the trek back to Missouri and were like, all right, I'm going to try to make a business like this? So I had only done it the one time and had loved it so much that I started looking for other opportunities. So it was still such a new industry that it took a couple of years before there was even one available in Missouri. So in between the two, I had taught English over in Japan, had done some traveling in Asia, 
and really got to experience a lot of different cultures um, and then had moved back to Missouri. But the idea of ziplining had always stuck with me. And that thrill of the outdoors was something that I wanted to be able to give others in my community. So I was fortunate enough to find a great piece of property, a great landowner that believed in the idea and gave me the opportunity to build a beautiful zipline course on his property. So it was a lot of hard work to get to that point. But once we had it built, we've been able to show families in Missouri a wonderful time. But it was something that was still so new that a lot of people didn't know what ziplining was. So it took a lot of education and explaining what we were doing before people were really ready to buy in and and uh, try what we were working so hard to build. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have so many questions about the business side of things, but before we go there, let's talk uh, more on the hobby end of things and just like general questions about ziplining. So uh, first of all, when you're ziplining, how fast does one typically get going? Or is there even like a typical number because things are like different grades or like elevations, so to speak? Yeah, so it varies from course to course. So uh, everywhere can be a little different. There's some of them that take off from a top of a, volcano like i had done in haleakala where you're zipping from one hillside to another um, at our facility we can get going up to about 40 miles an hour and so as you mentioned it's all about how much grade you have in it how much drop the weight of the rider uh, different elements that are involved even a tailwind and a headwind can lead to more speed or less speed we have a line at our course eco adventure zip lines that's over 250 feet high and a quarter mile long uh, we get some great speed on it. It's not our fastest line, but you're up above the treetops. So it's a beautiful view and the speed can change just in the direction the wind's blowing that day. So it can be a tailwind and we're riding faster. It could be a headwind and we're riding a little slower, right. enjoying that view a little more as we're zipping over the trees. Okay. So you mentioned that that one is a quarter mile long and about 250 feet high. Are, how variable are those numbers? Like how big can those numbers get? I would imagine the height doesn't matter so much as long as, you know, if you started at a really high point, then it, you're going to be pretty high up. Is there a length that like you can't really go much longer than this because maybe it starts to become dangerous or something like that? Or as long as you have enough uh, like posts along the way, you can go as long as you want. Yeah, it can. It, it's surprising with how they're rolling out longer and higher zip lines. So as the industry is evolving, everybody's looking for something bigger and higher. And I had done one in Puerto Rico that was over 4,000 feet long. Seems amazing and tough to imagine that they could exceed that. Now there's one at that same facility that I think is over a mile long. Wow. Uh, just saw a video on one that's in, um, I believe, the United Arab Emirates that they had just built one that exceeded that uh, one that was in Puerto Rico that was the world's longest one and just it's amazing the kind of engineering feats uh that are being done with zip lines what is the longest one that you've ever done was the one in puerto rico at the time oh you did uh, it? i did yeah it was at toro verde and i believe they called it the beast it was uh, over four thousand feet i i believe it was about 4500 feet long really cool zip line you're laying down like superman uh it's a side-by-side -side zip line my wife and i are flying next to each other and it's one of those memories you never forget yeah, that's really cool. So you've obviously ziplined a lot of different places. Do you have like a favorite place to zipline? Um, or is it like every zipline is, is great to you? Uh, I have a favorite location. So being uh, that I went to school at the University of Hawaii, Manoa, I get a chance to come back to Oahu and uh, have been visiting some 
zipline courses and going to zip one tomorrow that I really love the courses that have been developed out here in Hawaii. And it's, uh, it's amazing to have a tropical landscape like that. And there's a lot of great courses around the world. It's all about what type of scenery you're seeing, how great your guides can be, because that that's what makes your experience really special. The guides really make it special because they're the ones interacting with you from the time they're clipping you in, catching you, doing everything through the tour, making it fun, teaching you about the, the nature around you. So uh, that's something we really pride ourselves on with our guides. And I can really appreciate as I visit more courses, the type of training that is involved with making sure the guide interacts well with every customer that's out there. Yeah. So that's really interesting. I didn't even consider the guide piece. What are the types of things that the guide will go over? Like you mentioned that they can even mention some stuff about uh, maybe like the flora and fauna that you're going to see as, as you're going down. Exactly. So every place is going to be different. So they're almost like your uh, nature tour guide while they're out there. They're your safety tour guide. So the minute uh, they meet you and gearing you up and explaining how the process is done and the way they do their safety speech and putting customers at ease, there's a great aspect of being able to teach somebody a new activity and have them at ease. There's no learning curve with zip lining, which is great. So uh, the systems are in place to make as easy as possible uh, for writers of all ages and ability levels. And yeah. it's for us that everybody puts in their guides uh, that makes it that they can go out there and enjoy their tour and look at the scenery rather than worrying about what's going to happen at the other end, that the safety measures are in place to take good care of everyone that visits. Definitely. Are there places where it, it sounds like maybe Hawaii is a little bit this way, but I don't know. Are, are there places where zip lining is just more common? Like, are there places where there is like a higher density of zip lining courses? It's really increased quite a bit in recent years. So uh, when I had done it for the first time, as I mentioned, the one and only zipline in America at the time was in Maui. So they have uh, the website zipline.com. That's how new of an wow. industry it was. Now with the industry growing, there's, I believe the statistic I heard at the uh, ACCT, which is the Association of Challenge Course Technology uh, Conference just a few weeks ago, was that there was about 900 zip lines in the US. So that's how it's grown so exponentially over the last 15 years or so. Um, in Missouri, we have a great facility in mid-Missouri between Columbia and St. Louis. There's not a lot of them in our area, but in the St. Louis area, there's a few that have popped up. And we really try and make sure that we're the best option for all the guests that want to visit our area. Because as there's more density of them coming in, we want to be that one that everyone wants to visit again and again. So our repeat customers is much higher than the national average. And as more zip lines pop up, uh, people want to try each one and see what's out there. So to keep drawing customers back to see us makes us feel great and know we're doing something special. Definitely. That's awesome. So that was actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Um, just in terms of the like popularity of it and the repeatability of it, what percent of people that come into your facility that you own in Missouri have have any prior experience ziplining? So like what percentage are first timers versus non-first timers? And then how many people have zip lined like several times before? Like it's not their second or third, it's like their 12th or 15th time. So we're seeing the number increase for, uh, it used to be the first time visitors was very high. They've never zipped before. And we get that call all the time. I've never done this. Am I going to be okay? You know, what do I need to know before I come out? Now, as we've seen more zip lines pop up, 
more people are coming out and saying, I've done this before. It could be anything from a small scout camp zipline uh, to another commercial zipline such as ours. So the opportunity to get out and do it has become more readily available. So more people are coming out that have done it maybe once or twice. The higher end, so people that have done it five or more times, I would say is still very low. So maybe five, uh, 10% at the most. But we are seeing about 50% of our guests that have at least experienced a zipline in some capacity, um, even if it was a very small one. But they do understand the principle. And that's maybe what drove them out to come see us. Since we have over a mile of zip lines, they wanted to see what a true commercial canopy tour. So you're above the treetops and how it can be so different than some lower zip lines that don't get you very high off the ground. The experience might be similar, but uh, the views and the what they take away from uh, the experience is going to be a much more enriching opportunity and they, um, the opportunity for learning as well. That experiential learning aspect is something we really pride ourselves on. Yeah, that's really cool. What uh, what are the most common questions that you're getting from these newbies that have never done anything before? You mentioned obviously a safety piece, but I guess more specifically, what are the safety related questions, and then any other sort of questions you're getting? Sure. So the biggest question is always, is it safe for my kids? Can they come out? Can they do it? So there's always a different age range. So we have, uh, you know, our children might range from five to fifteen. Can everybody participate? Uh, do one of us have to stay back with our youngest child? things like that. And with our facility is great. We can take a wide age range. So that five-year-old can come out and zip line with us. So we've had it where we've had four generations out there. So you got the young, yeah. So you got great grandma out there doing something with a five-year-old great grandchild and the photos and the video that you get, there's very few things that everybody can be having so much fun and laughing and enjoying their time together. That's what's really special for me is the way that we're able to connect uh, those family and friends, and and nobody's looking at their phone because everybody's having fun, and uh, it's it's an amazing thing. And to have those smiles and to have everyone in good spirits around you every day you go to work, I feel very blessed. That is super cool, man. Are there are there any like dangers or risks at all? Does anyone ever get hurt when ziplining, or is that pretty impossible? Well, there's always an element of risk. So there's it's hard to say that there's anything you can do that's a hundred percent safe. The industry is has a tremendous safety record. So it is something that is uh, an activity that uh, everybody's working to mitigate risk. One thing that I've uh, been able to do is focus on issues whenever I uh, see them at other courses or anything that makes headlines and try and determine how it happened, why it happened. And I want the industry to last for many years to come. So I want to try and solve any type of safety issues I might see. And so what I've been working on is another product side of my uh, company. So I've developed another business, Zipline Innovations, that has created safety products. And one product that we're coming out with is what we call our Zip360. It's a really cool Zipline trolley mount that shoots 360 video in all directions. So not only can a customer get a really cool video where it's very immersive, uh, virtual reality style uh, Zipline experience that they can share with everybody, but it's able to film every aspect from the time they leave the first platform to the time they land and the time they're back in the office. So it's able to film the entire journey and you're able to see everything that's happening out there. So for an operator, the the data is indispensable because I know exactly God, what's happening. Yeah, totally, right? And insurance companies love it. I was just going to say that for insurance, this must be huge. Yeah, so that's where we're hoping to go with it. And we presented it at that 
ACCT conference less than a month ago, and the response was tremendous. So nobody was doing anything like this. Everyone was excited for it. A million companies out there were doing different types of stills and things like that. But we were using a new technology that can not only keep people safe, but monitor and create new revenue streams. So people were very receptive to the idea. What an awesome thing. That's such a good idea of you to create that. Like, There's so few products, I feel like, that are both geared towards industry people and geared towards consumers. You know, like normally the thing that the insurance company is going to be really excited about is not something that the everyday consumer is going to be excited about. But how cool that the consumers get this awesome 360 degree video, which like, if you're to just have photos or a static video, it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, like this is kind of like what I experienced. But, you know, 360 videos are really interesting. And especially if you have. Um, like I've got like, you know, one of the newer Samsung phones and you can clip that into like a VR headset or something and look all around. And it's like, that's got to be very close to just reliving your whole zip lining experience. If you had that thing clipped into a VR headset or something, you know? Um, but so how cool for the, for the people that are doing the zip lining adventure that now they have this to take home with them. But then, yeah, this insurance company is like, yes, this is a great thing for us too. And maybe we could decrease your insurance rates because of it. That's it. And it's funny because never is safety going to be sexy, right? So how can we make something that is really cool that you can relive that aspect, as you mentioned, that we have videos of an 80-year-old grandma that says, yeah, I want to use your Zip360. I'm going to go back and show my grandchildren what grandma has done. She'll throw on the <laughs> VR headset on them, and they're zipping right there, right above grandma, able to look down at her, see her expressions. So it's so cool. We were doing some video uh, with action cameras and things. But as people were moving and uh, covering the camera, you weren't able to get a good view. So that's why we created this system, because it's like someone's jumping out of an airplane with you, filming everything that the participant is doing. So that's the way our system works, is you're able to see yourself and see everything around you. So it's such a cool way to experience and relive it, as you mentioned. Yeah, that's super cool. Great idea, Mike. So Thank you. let's talk a little bit more about the business side of things. So obviously, like you said, you're... Uh, you're so into this now that you're creating new products for it, like changing the space. But let's go back in time a little bit to just starting your business in general, uh, the the zip lining business. So um, you mentioned about being able to, what, was it rent or purchase land from a, from a guy in Missouri? We uh, were able to lease some property. So we couldn't afford the, the acreage cost because we're covering over 50 acres. Wow. So we really needed a partnership for somebody that believed in what we had and the idea and to be able to bring tourism to our area. It's an area that's really known for agriculture and mining. Nobody's coming and spending tourism dollars in our area until we uh, located in this space. So we're in mid Missouri and people are traveling from all over. So we've had people from all over the country and even all over the world that come to our small little town of 769 people and experience our mile long zip line tour and have views over top the treetops and tell us this is better than ones they've done in the Caribbean islands and all over the world. And just makes you feel so special that all that hard work uh, in building something that you love can be shared every day with every guest that visits. That's so awesome. I mean, yeah, like r road tripping in the United States is such a big thing, you know, just like taking your car and going from one coast to the other or whatever it is. And if if you know that that is in this area of Missouri, then that's going to be the highway that you, you know, might as well break up your trip doing that, you know? And it's we're so easy to find because we're right off Interstate 70. So anybody traveling 
from St. Louis to Kansas City West or vice versa. If they're traveling east, Highway 70 is connecting all of that. So they can just jump off the highway. We're five miles south. And right there, they can come out, have an awesome experience they're going to remember for the rest of their road trip. And we're only five minutes off uh, detour that uh, real easy to find and something that they'll never forget. Cool, man. Really cool. So, all right. So you meet this guy, you make this partnership with him to, to rent his land to be able to do this. Now, still, you're at a point in your life where you've only ziplined like once yourself, really. Uh, how did you figure? And like you said, there weren't really many other ziplining courses in the entire world. Um, how, how do you get equipment? How do you build stuff? Like, how do you even know what the hell you're supposed to do when there's not really other people to ask for the most part? Well, working with professionals. So even though it was a new industry, by the time I was able to get into it, there was uh, an association, the ACCT, as I mentioned. So they have professional builders that uh, that's what they do. They go out and construct zip lines. So it took me many years from the time I had done it for the first time to the time I was able to build the facility and, and do what I do today. So it took a long time to get to that point. And in the meantime, the industry was evolving. There was more and more of them coming into the market. So I was able to work with a professional builder uh, that followed the ACCT standards and to know that they have the certification and the know-how to make it happen. So just partnering with somebody uh, with the credentials that we were looking for, and then you have the trust that things are going to be done and done right because there's a set of standards that are followed. Right, right. Man, that is uh that's great. Sounds like a very good timing for you to get it's like you were in at a very early time, but it at a right enough time that there were people that really knew what they were doing that you weren't just like winging it trying to set up this thing that needs to be very safe. Yeah, and it it was a big advantage to be kind of on the front end of the the curve as we were entering the industry and to be able to get that experience with it. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned how much you and your wife love this and I mean, obviously, you've you've centered your entire life around this. What is it that you like about ziplining the most? I love to be able to meet people from all different walks of life. So as you get a chance to meet so many different people that want to share their passion, uh, it's similar that I get to share my passion with everybody that comes out to zipline and tell them why I enjoy it. And the, the free, freeing, flying, the experience to be able to be out in nature and to see wildlife running around and to make that transition from working in a cubicle like I had for years to being able to be outdoors every day and to be doing something I love and to be able to see as somebody lands the excitement and the uh, smile on their face. There's just nothing that uh, I've done before that people enjoy so much. So every customer that comes out has a wonderful time. We have five-star ratings from all of our review sites. So everybody that's coming to see us loves it. And I hear years down the uh down the road that people have enjoyed it so much that they come back again and again and they ask for this every year at Christmas or their birthday. And it's just amazing. You can make such an impact on somebody day in and day out. And you just never know the type of experience you're giving someone. And that's why we see so many repeat customers. I always want to approach it like they may only have one opportunity to do this in their life. Yeah. And I want to give them the best possible experience. That is such a great way to approach absolutely everything in life it's uh, that is awesome man um i the only experience that i ever have zip lining is actually just this past year and it was a very different sort of zip lining it was uh have you ever been to las vegas 
I have. Okay, so in Las Vegas, if you go to like Old Town Las Vegas, Fremont Street, there is a zip lining thing on Fremont Street. And Fremont Street's the for people that maybe don't know the name but would recognize the visual. It's like this big sort of dome covered street and the entire dome is all these LED lights and they have these different light shows with music going on like over over the street and everything. And the whole street is blocked off for just like pedestrians to walk down the entire thing. And it's maybe like a half mile or something like that. So anyways, at Fremont Street, you can do uh, zip lining right there. And so we did zip lining, my family and I, and it was like, you know, 10 o'clock at night on Fremont Street with like this light show going on over it. It's a very different experience for zip lining than a lot of the things that you're talking about. And that's my only experience zip lining. So um, for people that have never zip lined before, uh and I guess back to the question of what do you like most about it? What does it feel like? Like, what is this sensation that you get? Do you do you feel like you're flying? Like, if if people have also never, um, let's say, like uh, bungee jumped or done anything like that, what what is sort of the the sensation that they could expect with zip lining? First, I think it's awesome that you zipped on Fremont. So I had a chance to do that many years ago, and. I can't think of any other zipline experience that is going to have you zipping under a canopy of light shows and music playing and all that's going on. <laughs> and all the drunk Thousands people wandering around beneath you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're just stumbling around from one casino to the next. So that type of uh, interaction with wildlife in that area is a little different than what we're seeing out <laughs> in nature, yeah, right. but wild still the same. So, um, you know, it's just really cool to take somebody that may be in the city. So we have tons of kids that are coming out of St. Louis that have never been out in the woods before. So you're taking the opportunity to not only get them in the nature, they might see some deer running around, whatever it may be. So they get to see a wildlife encounter. Maybe it's a walking stick as they're waiting to be able to clip in and they're able to see that for the first time and um, to be able to be in nature. So fall out in our area is really beautiful. So you got the autumn leaves and the, the colors and you're able to then distinguish the trees a little more. So summertime, everything looks green and we explain uh, the different uh, trees that they're able to see. So that flora and fauna that they're able to experience in fall is going to look much different in uh, spring and summer. Spring, we have great uh, visuals with dogwoods and redwoods blooming. So lots of flowers on the trees. And we have a lot of sassafras that grows in our area. So they're able to pull off a leaf and crush it up and give it a smell and learn about the different history of the area and the, what the Native Americans used it for. So, so many different things to actually get all of their senses involved, to hear the birds singing and to see wildlife and to have that sense of the uh, history of the area and learning about the different cultures that inhabited it before we did. And I always just take them in and let people know how thankful we should be to be at this time and this stage in history that we can be on our phone and have access to every piece of information uh, created and put our phone away for a little bit and fly through the sky and take pictures on our phone uh, to be able to share with everybody around the world in an instant. So it's so amazing. I know it's just a really cool thing that, you know, we're just using such a simple operation of gravity and trolley systems and steel cable. Um, but that's just the medium for what we're doing to create, um, you know, an unforgettable experience. So we're creating happiness by using these different products. Yeah. So it sounds like it's just really experiencing nature in a different way than you would experience it on the ground. Well, yeah, you can see a lot of that stuff with hiking up and down, but, uh, you know, hiking a couple miles with the kids might not be as enjoyable as zipping around over top the treetops and having birds flying under you as opposed to looking up in the trees at them. So, 
just changing your whole perspective on the world. Yeah, very cool. Um, all right, Mike, let's go ahead and start to wind this thing down. So if people are listening to this and this all sounds very cool to them and they would like to try to go ziplining, let's uh, give them a few different pointers and stuff. So first of all, what is the cost that one could expect to go ziplining? So with our facility, we have our smaller tours called our Soaring Six. It's $65, is able to zip the participant about 2,000 feet. They get about 50 feet high. They zip six different zip lines and get a nice experience. And it's a good option for all ages. Uh, we can take the young ones, people that are a little nervous of heights. Our biggest tour is what we call our treetop flyer. That one is 85 per person. And that one zips over a mile of zip lines, over 250 feet high. So that's going to be something that the thrill seekers and even the people that are pushing their limits and want to check something off their bucket list might want to come out to do to be able to say they did it. So if they only do it one time in their life, go big. So I always want people to experience everything that we have and to enjoy what we've spent so uh, much effort in building. So that's what our most popular tour is, is about the $85 range. And that's pretty typical in the industry. Uh, More destinations like in Hawaii, you might be paying uh, double that. If you visit uh, Mexico, it might be two or three times that. And so just depending the area you're in, we have a very affordable price point for our tour. But zip lines usually average about $10 per line uh, wherever you're going around the U.S. Okay, and- I was going to ask that. So is, is that common? So again, the only time I ever did this was Las Vegas, and it's just that one single zip. That's it. That, like you're done after your one. So you said like even your less expensive one, it's six different zips in a row. Like you unclip, then you reclip, then you unclip, then you reclip. Exactly. So they're able to get a little experience of everything. So we ease them into it. So they're doing some smaller lines to start. Then they get bigger and faster. They're able to get a hands-on feel with our zip-safe deceleration technology. So uh, having the control in the rider's hands so that they can do something and having uh, an impact as they're coming in. So they're able to decelerate into the landings, make nice, smooth landings, and then be able to shoot some really cool video using our Zip360 system. So rather than just taking one video and that's it from their adventure, they can film the entire tour. So if they do our Soaring 6, they're shooting six zip lines that they're able to then have a video of. Or on our largest tour, our treetop flyer, they're able to shoot 10 zip lines and shoot over a mile of zip line so that they're able to share that with their friends and to be able to take them on a virtual tour once they get home. So just really cool that they aren't just coming out for one, turning around and heading home. They get a whole afternoon of adventure. Yeah, wow, that sounds awesome. Um, What is the access? So if, let's say, someone is not anywhere near you, um, how common are these things nowadays? How widespread? It's usually pretty easy to be able to find opportunities to zipline in your area. So if you're checking out uh, websites, it's hard to say that one's going to be better than another until you do your research. So looking at who the certifying body is, you want it built to ACCT standards to make sure that everything is going to be to the highest standards in the building process. But don't just pick maybe the closest one to you that might be the cheapest. Look at all of them. See which ones are more exciting, which ones might offer the level of excitement you're looking for, and really compare what's out there because there's such a wide range in different opportunities. Some of them are built all on telephone poles. Other ones such as ours use big rolling hills. So even though we get 250 feet up, we're taking off near the ground. So uh, some may require a lot of walking upstairs. So look for something that would be applicable to the amount of activity and physical uh, exertion that you're looking for, the 
length of a zipline tour you're looking for. And there's so many great options all over. That's another project that I hope to uh, create is a directory of different ziplines in every state and to be able to use a scale to show people that it would be this long and cost this much, but even show them those Zip360 videos where they could take a virtual tour of multiple zip lines to know what it would be like before they even go out there. Mm, and I think that's right. a great way to be able to promote and show people what's out there rather than just saying, we have this, to actually take a zip line tour and uh, to be excited for it. Yeah, for sure, man. Wow, Mike, this uh, this has been great. Thank you so much for all of your advice. It's like, you're such a good person to have on the show for this. Like, not only do you really love it and care about it, but you're creating all these, you're like, want to really change zip lining. It's not like you're just like, oh yeah, zip lining's fun. You're like, yes, how can we make this better? And like, what else can we do? So it's, uh, it's uh, been a great experience, man. Thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me and let me share something that I love and uh, would love to host some of your listeners and show them a great time and experience in themselves or uh, even just take a virtual tour with us on our website at ziplinesafety.com. Yeah, definitely, man. We'll put links up to everything on the uh, on the show notes on Half Hour Intern. So uh, if you want to check any of this stuff out, just uh, just head on over and check that out. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, everyone. It's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. If you did, I would appreciate it so much if you considered leaving a review for the show on iTunes. I swear it'll only take like two minutes. Um, just search for the show on iTunes. Click on it. Click on ratings and reviews. You can leave a quick review um, or just uh, keep listening to the show. I appreciate that as well. Or tell a friend about the show or something. And if you have any ideas for the show, if you have a particular job or hobby that you would like to hear interviewed on the show, if you yourself think that you do something interview worthy and you would like to tell the world about what this job or hobby is that you have, head on over to halfhourintern.com. There's a link right there at the top that says submit your ideas and you could submit your ideas for the show be them uh, somebody else that you would like me to interview a particular field that you would like to hear about or even if it is you yourself that would like to come on the show thanks so much for listening you guys